Welcome back to Spirit Signal with Justin Gleason. Podcasting to you out of the greatest nation in the world today, the United States of America. And I know many of you have anxieties about our country. You're wondering what in the world is going on. Is any of this real? Well, take courage, my friend. If you have God, then you got something very, very real. Because God is forever. And if you stand with God, he'll stand forever with you. I love that song. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. I believe those words wholeheartedly. But I would like to live in a good place until the coming of the Lord. And for me, that is the United States of America. And we are watching, not quickly, not suddenly, but slowly, 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 slowly. We've been watching it now for uh, uh, many decades. We are seeing the destruction of civilization. And I, for one, sometimes think, oh, God, come quickly, just so I don't see my country destroyed. Well, yeah, you just got to let it play out. You just got to let it play out. You know, read Bible prophecy. Does the world get better before the coming of the Lord? Is the world like a utopia uh, before the coming of the world? Are we going to absolve world hunger and and end all wars and live in peace and harmony and uh, eat dandelions and play our guitars? No, uh, there is going to be war. There's going to be rumors of war, false messiahs, earthquakes, the sea and the waves roaring, pestilences famines, all of those things. So, And uh, we're going to talk today on how Satan destroys a nation in four major ways. There's many ways, but I want to look at four major ways that are happening uh, right in front of us that happened to Israel. And you look at the patterns of it, and it's happening us to us right now. So uh, what, what, do we, what do you need to do uh, to make a long podcast short? You need to be an American. You need to use gasoline. Don't be a perv and get married and have babies. That's how you do it. You're here to listen and I'm here to talk. This is Spirit Signal with Justin Gleason, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Audible, YouTube, and many more. Please subscribe, give a great review and rating, listen to past and future episodes, share a link or a screenshot of Spirit Signal with your church, your friends, and your family. Contact me at spiritsignaljg at gmail.com and follow me on Facebook pages, Instagram, and Twitter at Justin C. Gleason. SSWJG is bringing you the message of God, Bible, and church in the year of our Lord, saying be american use gasoline don't be a perv get married and have babies is not political and it's not a knock on other nations of the world but rather it's uh, a emphasis on loving your nation meaning loving your cultures 
uh, loving your border, loving your language, all of that. Uh, use gasoline is essentially uh, the idea of don't be deceived by what they say about energy. Uh, don't be a perv is getting back to in your right mind on how you operate as a human being and not encroaching upon the normalcy of others. It is essentially uh, bringing your beastly-like in human instincts under control, bringing your body in subjection. It's a practice in the New Testament. And getting married and having babies, that's not a knock on single people. Actually, being single, is like, there's, a, there's a very um, a certain aspect of power to it. You can be called to be single in the New Testament. But what I'm saying here is uh, don't be afraid to get married and have kids in this time and season. If you're single, you want to be married, ask God uh, for a spouse. Husbands, ask God for a wife. Girls, ask God for a husband's. Uh, marry them and have children together, have family. It's getting back to family. That's really what it is. It is about our culture. It's about using wisdom and common sense with our energy. It's about not being a freak and a weirdo, but it's about being normal. It's about letting go of crazy thinking and acting like a functional human being. That's where the sanity is. Yeah. And then yes, husbands and wives join together. These are the these are the principles of the of the New Testament church. This is how we live. This is how we act. If anybody else doesn't want to, we're not going to get in your way. But you can be sure, stay out of our way or you might get run over. That's right. We're not bowing down to anything. We're going to live for God because we have the right to do so. And soon enough, the world is going to start opening their eyes and looking at Christianity, our way, our lifestyle, and realize these are the people that make the most sense. Look at the joy that they have. Look at the happiness that they have. Look at the peace that they have. And look at their future and their destiny that they have with the Lord in heaven. Christianity, even if God wasn't real and the Bible was all fake, even just our lifestyle, it is a good way to live. It really is. It is a peaceable way to live. And those that have experienced it, they, they'll tell you, hey, <laughs> my life before Jesus was a train wreck. But since I found him, is everything perfect? No, but I have peace. I have peace. Uh, my enemies aren't at my throat. I go home happy. I have a better relationship with my employer. I'm getting raises. I made true good friends that are loyal to me. I have a relationship with God, the almighty God. He's not the big guy upstairs. Oh, no. He's my friend. He meets with me every morning when I pray in my devotional time. He rides with me on my way to work. He's there with me as I meet with clients. He's on my way home, and he's there when I walk in the door and kiss my wife and hug my kids. That's the New Testament way. That's the Christian way. That's the Pentecostal way. We have an experience with God. We develop relationships with him, and we develop spiritual and loving relationships with each other. And who wouldn't want that? It's a beautiful thing. That's what God wanted for Israel. He wanted to take them out of slavery, take them out of oppression, and bring them to the best part of the known world at that time, the land of Israel, a land flowing, flowing with milk and honey. That's right, a land flowing with milk and honey. A pleasurable place, out of the desert, free people. He wanted them to have good marriages, have many kids, and see many of their generations to come. 
live in joy, to live in peace, and live in prosperity. That's what he wanted to do. And of course, Satan doesn't want that for anybody. He's miserable. His destiny is a disaster. He'll spend eternity in the lake of fire. And as a vendetta against God, he wants to drag as many people he can with him uh, down there. So, but God created the concept of the state of Israel, the prince of God. It was to be a uh, everlasting covenant. God would hold up his end of the bargain if Israel did. God promised them, I will give you life, longevity, peace, happiness, harmony, all of those things. If you obey my commandments, if you don't, I'll back up and let all the surrounding nations come in and have their way with you. And I wish I could say that Israel stuck with the covenant, but oh no, they walked away from the covenant. And there's many things that they did that caused God to take his hand off of them and uh, for their enemies to come in and their false gods to have their way with them. And I've just looked at the patterns of Israel and I see those same patterns happening here in the United States of America. And that is four major things. They had covenants with foreigners. They practiced pagan nation worship. They embraced perversion and they endorsed child sacrifice. They sure did. And I look at these four things and I see America adopting these principles. Covenants with foreigners. We now have, we're, there's a great portion of, of our, our political system that is for open borders and welcoming illegal immigration. Instead of pagan nation worship, although there's some that practice that in the land, far more destructive and influential is the teachings of climate change. Same thing. Perversion, you have the LGBTQ community. And for child sacrifice, you have abortion, pedophilia, all of those things. All, all things that Satan used to bring down Israel. And I very well think that these same things are an effort by Satan to bring down the nation the United States of America, and probably if you're listening to me in, in, in Canada or some other part of the world, these four things are probably happening in your nation. This is what Satan is doing to prepare the world for the Antichrist. Isaiah foresaw this, that the Antichrist would weaken nations, weaken the nations. And these four things, yes, they weaken nations. They sure do. Covenants with foreigners, nature worship, perversion, and uh, sins against children pedophilia, abortion, all of that grotesque stuff. Look what God said in Deuteronomy 7. God spoke to Israel. He says, When the Lord your God brings you into the land which you go to possess and casts out many nations before you, Hittites, Girgashites, Amorites, Can Canaanites, Perizzites, Hivites, Jebusites, seven nations greater and mightier than you, and when the Lord your God delivers them over to you, you shall conquer them. Utterly destroy them. You shall make no covenant with them or show mercy to them, nor shall you make any marriages with them. You shall not give your daughter to their son, nor shall you take their daughter for your son. Hmm. For they will turn your sons away from following me to serve other gods. So the anger of the Lord will be aroused against you and destroy you suddenly. But thus you shall deal with them. You shall destroy their altars, break down their sacred pillars, cut down their wooden images, and burn their carved images with fire. You see, Israel was deceived by the prosperity of their enemies. 
That's what happened. They forgot about what God said, and they started looking at their enemies and saying, you know, I don't understand why God is so angry with our neighbors, why God is so uh, mad at the Canaanites and the Moabites and the Ammonites and the Edomites and all of them. You know, they're not that bad. They're okay. Let's not judge. Let's intermingle with them. After all, they're our neighbors, and we're supposed to love everybody. You know, God said, you start making covenants with them, you start intermingling with them. It's not you, it's not them becoming like you. You are going to become like them. You see, America and and, and other nations of the world, every nation is built upon bloodshed. Every nation was built upon war. And every nation in some way or another had uh, adopted principles of slavery. Horrible, I know it, yes. But that's the past, and we can't for atone for the sins of our forefathers, okay? All right, I get the immigration thing. My family came here. The Gleasons have been here since uh, the early 1600s. I'm a 12th generation American. I love this country, and I believe in this country, and I think it's wonderful. It's a sign we've got something good that there's so many people uh, coming here right now. Uh, there, there's, there's, a big, uh, uh, there's a bunch of people right now storming our border trying to get in here here at the south they want to come here because it's a beautiful place and i love that okay the problem here is that so many people want to come to america or come to another nation not to be american they want to come here and make america like them that is the trouble and that is what happened to israel they allowed the foreigners to move in they intermarried with them Although some would call that racism. That's not racism. That is preserving your heritage, preserving your ethnicity, preserving your culture and your way. It's not racism. It's preserving what you really are. Okay? That's how it is. It's endorsed in the Bible. I don't get why so many people are dropping a racist card on Israel and and other uh nations entities whatever for doing that i don't understand that if you don't agree with that well i don't agree with you it's as simple as that yeah israel uh, brought in all of these foreign people all of these uh different pagan ideologies into their land and instead of them coming to become israel to convert to the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and said, Israel said, well, we, we, you know, we can serve you. We can get along with you, and we'll worship our God, and we'll also worship your God, so we all can get along. They adopted the uh, chaos of multiculturalism in that you don't just do you. You do, you do what everybody else does. You become like everybody else, and if we all have a little bit of a portion of everybody else, you know, we're going to, it, we'll all get along in peace and harmony. <laughs> Look how that's working out in Paris right now. It doesn't work. It's chaos. You've got to establish a firm culture. One culture. You can practice whatever you want in your home. Speak whatever language you want in your home. Do whatever you want in your home. But in public, there is a common denominator. you got to have it. Rules and principles that the people of the land live by. And here for us in the United States of America, it is a constitutional republic. And I know many people out there disagree with that, but you look at Israel, the covenants with the foreigners, their open borders, 
allowing anybody and everybody to come into their land and to become leaders of their land and to become family members of their land and intermarrying with them, it led to their destruction. That's the pattern I see. And if it happened back then, it can happen to us today. I was in a, 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 a church service. It was in the year 2015, during the time at the height of ISIS and uh, all of these Syrian refugees pouring into European nations and uh, our president at that time inviting them also into America. And we had a, uh, it was not a pastor. He may or may not have been a recognized teacher here in our fellowship. Gets up there in the pulpit and he openly endorses uh, the immigration of the Syrian refugees and in a way slandered anybody who was against it. And I thought, my God, man, are you really going to do this and make this political? But I, I've observed this individual throughout the years, and I'm not going to say his name because he's not on this podcast to defend himself, but he's always been kind of the sandpaper in the room. He's always got a, a, an agenda against whatever the most popular and whatever the leadership is saying. He just has to arise up and, and cause a disagreement. That's just how it is. That That's how small men behave. That's how they treat big men. Small men have big problems, and so he had a big problem with people who were saying we shouldn't allow these Syrian immigrants. And he said, the reason we should allow them is in here is so we don't have to go to them. We can evangelize them. And I want to say, how how many Syrians have you discipled there, bro? Do you even know where they are? Do you even know where they live? Now, I didn't say this to him. I didn't argue with him. I just let him preach. I didn't say amen. I didn't get up and walk out. I didn't get offended because I knew he's... he's <laughs> He's just going to be here and be gone, you know? But I was I was really disappointed with that, that he would say that. First of all, he shouldn't be bringing politics to the pulpit because it was political. Really, he should be bringing principles uh, to the pulpit. Well, in my opinion, what was happening there with uh, the, the Syrians and all of that, I really think it's just an effort to bring them in to change a country. That's how Babylon did it to Israel. They just started pouring into the nation, the Babylonians pouring into the nation. And Israel and Babylon didn't become like Israel. Israel became like Babylon. And if you want America to stand, you want it to have its principles, you got to be very careful uh, who you let into your country. Okay? It's a beautiful thing if people who are coming in to be like you, coming in to be with you. But that's not how it works. When they come in, there's just this temptation for us to be like them. I mean, think about this now. In your church, you want new disciples to come, right? You want to have an open place for sinners to come in and find the Lord. Who is texting me? Stop texting me. You are silenced. I hereby silence you in the name of Spirit Signal. I'll text you back. Don't you know I'm recording a podcast? Anyway, think about this now. Does your church have an open-door policy for sinners? Well, it should. This is what the gospel is for. Okay, but do you want those sinners coming in to convert you as an apostolic to their sin? <laughs> Sadly, that happens, but that's not the mission of the church. It's not us becoming like them. It's them becoming like us. It's a principal thing. Yeah, do you want some schmuck coming in to marrying your daughter? And changing her, deceiving her, making her into a sinful woman, then deceiving your whole family to welcome his sin into your life. No, you don't. You've got to stand firm for what you believe and be unmovable, unchangeable. You are the salt. You set the tone and the flavor of the food. 
You are the light. That's right. You cast out the darkness. You change the darkness. You're the city on the hill. You're the big town. You influence everybody else. That is the way this nation became great. That is the way the church became great. That's how families become great. That's how businesses become great. And that's how you as an individual become great. So be careful what you let into your world. Be careful what you let into your life. It's a principal thing for all entities. And sadly, Israel was deceived. Mm-hmm. And they adopted the culture of the nations round about. That, that was the foundational problem. And that's why God said, make no covenants with them. Don't marry them. Have no mercy upon them. Have no dealings with them. Because they will make an effort under the power of Satan and all the idols and all their demons to change you. And if you be changed, then I will change my plan and walk away. And that's exactly what happened. So in bringing all of these foreigners into their land and letting them live as they wanted to live and being influenced by them, they started adopting their ideas of how climate worked, how the pagans perceived nature to operate. They believed that the sky was determined upon how humans behaved. They believed that gods controlled the sky. Not God, but gods. You had the thunder god, the, the sun god, the moon god, the rain, the clouds, all of that. You had gods of the earth. And they taught and believed that you had to please these gods. That's what the Moabites did, the Ammonites, the Enamites, the Sodomites, the Shmurgesites, the Gigites, the Heverites, all of them. That's how they believed. They all taught. And you look at ancient paganism at any part in the world, whether it's Europe, the Middle East, Africa, whatever, they all believed the same thing. They all had the same idea that gods were of nature. And you had to do horrible things to please these gods, very carnal, very fleshly, perverted things to please these gods. So they set up idols of these gods. Chief of them was the god uh, Baal. Baal, the sun god, they believed all power came from the sun. And they would perform horrible rituals for Baal in front of these idols. They would do uh, uh, commit fornication, adultery, lewdness, uh, all types of perversion for Baal to please him. They would even cut themselves. Oh, yeah. All this cutting that teenagers started doing about 10, 15 years ago. Oh, it all goes, goes back to Baal worship. So they would do all these things to please their gods in hopes for rain, in hopes for good crops, in, in hopes uh, that an earthquake wouldn't happen, in hopes that uh, there would not be a tsunami. So they believed that doing what we call sin, they believed that it was a way to please the gods, to uh, commit sodomy in front of their idols, to commit pedophilia in front of their idols to offer their children in front of their idols, to do horrible things uh, in front of their idols to please the gods. That's the way they believed the gods took pleasure in. Their gods had a different idea. Well, well, gods told Israel, I don't like sodomy. I don't like pedophilia. I don't like men dressing like women and women dressing like men. I don't like that. And if you want to have good harvest, good crops, if you want to live long, you want to prosper, you want to have fertility, you want to have all of those things, then obey my laws and obey my rules. And when Israel practiced that, oh, did God forever make them productive? Did God forever give them good harvests? Amen. They didn't have miscarriages, but they were prosperous, lived long, lived long and prospered. But they were just so enamored with their neighbors and wanted to embrace their culture 
And in bringing in all of these weird foreign ideas, it completely changed the land, all in the name of having good climate. That's right. They nearly went broke in offering their grain and offering their livestock just to have a good climate. But in all reality, the pagan way for having a good climate was gruesome. It was hard. It was a heavy burden. That's how deceptive they were. It's no wonder that the Bible calls this mindset darkness. But thank the Lord, a great light has come. Thank the Lord, a great light has come. But yeah, they were deceived in believing that the sky was controlled by Baal and and Ashtaroth and Tammuz and all of these other Mesopotamian gods and goddesses that that came out of the, the region of Babylon. So yeah, climate change, I think that it is deception from Satan. It happened to Israel and it's happening to us right now. To change our lifestyle, to change the way we draw energy, to change the way we spend money, to do all of these things, it is all an effort to bring down this nation and other nations. Don't be deceived. Yes, climate changes. It changes all the time. Okay, we're putting CO2 in the air. Well, last time I checked, CO2 is food for plants. And plants need food. I I just don't buy into it. I feel the devil when I hear climate change talked about. I, I just do. I just do. Don't adopt those principles. Okay, perversion. And you notice these four things all kind of mixed together. Uh, the, the, the covenants with foreigners, uh, the nature worship, perversion, and uh, sins against children. Uh, all of these are just kind of mixed together. They just are. They're, it's like a pack of cards. They're all a part of the same deck of cards. They're all in the same little box. And just some, sometimes you shuffle them, and sometimes they appear to be different, but they're really all of the same ilk. Okay? Uh, perversion. Perversion. Oh, the pagans loved perversion. Uh, to be to have husband and wife was considered like, ew, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Why not fornicate? Why not just have lovers? Why don't you just have some B-O-O-T-Y call? Why don't you just have that? You know, if you do marry, then you need to have an open marriage. Because you can't just have one. One's not enough. Have adultery. That's how the pagans lived. Sure enough, but God said, no, men, you have a wife. Wives, you have a husband, and you bring children into this world. I mean, it's just natural. That's how family exists. Husbands and wives bring in children. I don't know why the left is so against this and they don't celebrate this. If it were not for men and women, nobody would be here. That's why they're looking into cloning, by the way. So they can erase husbands and wives and breed humanity for the LGBTQ community. That's really what I believe the cloning is all about. Sure enough. Yeah, husbands and wives, training up children, raising children. It's just a beautiful thing. That is the backbone of civilization. It's not gay marriage. It's not lesbian marriage. It's not bestiality. It's not pedophilia. That is not the backbone of civilization. That is the scourge and the filth and the muck and the mire of civilization. How civilizations last is through family. Husbands, wives, and children. They get married. Husbands, wives, have children. That's how humanity survives. It's just as simple as that. Open up your eyes and see it. It's common sense. That's why God chose it to be that way. And it's evidence of how civilizations survive that there is a God in heaven. That's how you live in peace and harmony. Why do you think uh, husbands and wives that love each other are so happy and children? That's just happy. 
That's just happiness. That's peace. Anything outside of it, oh, they try to make it seem happy. They call themselves gay to be happy, but on the inside, they're torn. They're broken. And the church has the answer to make you whole. Yeah, the pagans practiced all of these things. They sure did back in the Bible. Oh, read it. Oh, yeah. They love sexuality outside of husband and wives. Yeah. God labeled any of those things an abomination. Men with men, women with women, abomination. A human being with a beast, abomination. An, an adult with a child, an abomination. And yes, a human with an idol. Did you realize this? The pagans committed sexual acts with idols. I've been to Israel. I've seen the idols of the Canaanites. They made their idols with exaggerated body parts so that people could gather around and perform sexual acts with these idols. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Carve their trees for, a, for, uh, for Ashtaroth. They would make uh, obscene images to have a sexual relationship with their idols. Yeah. What do you think all these toys that you see are, are, are for? All of these blow-up figures, all of these dolls. Yeah, it's just the way the idols worship, or the, the pagans worship the idols, and now we're doing it here. Uh, P-O-R-N. It's an image. It's an image. It's like an idol. Committing sexual, uh, sexual immorality with that, that is the practice of the pagans. Oh, yeah, the men would all gather around a statue uh, to Ashtaroth, pleasure themselves in hopes to, ple to please the god. The women would all gather around an idol for Baal, pleasure themselves before Baal, and in hopes for uh, some sunshine and some rain. That's what they did. P-O-R-N is the same thing, people. Porn is the same thing. It's, it, it, this is how Israel was brought down, and it's happening here in America. God said, men don't dress like a woman, and a woman, women don't dress like men. It's an abomination. God wants a man to be a man, a woman to be a woman. Husbands and wives bring children into this world. But you see, Satan perverted all of that, destroyed it, and said, nope, men with men, women with women, uh, human with beast, adult with child, human with idol, men dressed like women, it, it, women dressed like men, all to distort the founding principles that God gave to Adam and Eve. Husbands and wives and children. That's right. And he destroyed Israel with it. Israel was deceived with it. They just looked at man with beast and said, ooh, I want to do that. They looked at adult with child and said, ooh, let's have a little bit of that. They looked at men with men, women with women, and there was no limitations to it. They looked at rape as, oh, that's the what pleases the God, so let's rape each other before the gods. Let's have sexual freedom. Let's sing and dance and play to please the gods. After all, all of this homosexuality, all of this lesbianism, all of this bisexuality and transgender and, and questioning all of those things. That's how we'll please Baal. Let's make images of Baal. Let's make images of Ashtaroth. And let's uh, perform before them all so we can live in peace and happiness and harmony and have diversity and have multiculturalism. And let's embrace all of these things. That's what Israel truly needs. And God's up there looking at his law that he gave to Moses. And he said, I've had enough. I've had enough. They want to worship Baal. They want to worship Ashtaroth. Fine, I'll let Baal and Ashtaroth have their way. And sure enough, Baal and Ashtaroth and all of the followers betrayed Israel. 
and destroyed them. Ugh. Perversion. Perversion is destruction. And Satan's trying to do that here in the United States of America. I see it. That's my spirit signal. I, I see it. Look at it. The downfall of our, our of our nation, the economics or whatever. Whenever the LGBTQ has a big voice and a big push and cramming it down our throats through the schools, through the literature, through the movies, whatever, the economy falls. Suicide goes up. Drugs, alcohol, all of it goes up. And threats from nations round about. Sure does. Just look at the patterns. Happen in the Bible. It's happening to us nowadays. Child sacrifice. Yup. It is our now modern day abortion and pedophilia. Look what the Lord said in Leviticus 20 to Israel. Again, you shall say to your to the children of Israel, whoever of the children of Israel or of the strangers who dwell in Israel who gives any of its descendants to Molech, he shall surely be put to death. The people of the land shall stone him with stones. I will set my face against that man and will cut him off from his people because he has given some of his descendants to Molech to defile my sanctuary to profane my holy name, and if the people of the land should in any way hide their eyes from the man when he gives some of his descendants to Molech, and they do not kill him, then I will set my face against that man and against his family, and I will cut him off from his people. And to all who prostitute themselves, to him to commit harlotry with Molech. If a man takes his brother's wife, it is an unclean thing. If he has uncovered his brother's nakedness, they shall be childless." Okay, the, Moloch was an idol. It was fashioned to look like a half ox and a half man. Ox and man, animal and beast together. It's, where, it's the theory of bestiality for the pagans that uh, human spirits mated with animal-looking spirits and uh, created minotaurs and centaurs, all of that. It all goes back to ancient paganism, and it's been adopted by all civiliz pagan civilizations uh, since that time. Yeah, Israel adopted this. They they liked the Moabite god Moloch. They just thought this half man, half half cow had to be uh, built and instituted in the land. And they the, the there was a furnace in the middle of Moloch's belly, and they would uh, throw their children in that fire to please that god in hopes for peace, joy, and happiness and multiculturalism. <sighs> That's how Satan destroyed Israel. Is this stuff God? Out of all the gods, God specifically named Moloch. It was detestable to him to burn their children, to offer their children, and usually before they did, they would do some type of sexual ritual with the children. Yeah, they adopted pedophilia. Now the Bible's very discreet on this, and I'm trying to be discreet, but I I can't help it. I just feel like in this generation, people don't get it. They don't understand parables. They don't understand dark sayings. You got to tell it to them plain. They committed pedophilia before Molech. They then offered their children to Molech in hopes that their idol god that the Moabites brought to them will give them good harvests, will give them life and longevity. And they adopted this multicultural principle to create covenants with the foreigners and bring them all in and let's be like them and maybe they'll be like us. God said, don't do it. You do it. You're over. It's done. Your nation is over. I just imagine Satan looking at the law of Moses and, and really took note of what God said. If you do this, it's over. And Satan said, I'm going to focus specifically on that. Whatever God said, I will break my covenant with you. I'm going to use that specifically because Satan wanted God to make an end of Israel. 
He wanted God to hate Israel. And so Satan deceived Israel and primarily through Molech worship, Baal worship, all of these abominations that God hates. That's how Satan brought down Israel. He did it by deceiving them that God is a liar. He won't kill you. It's the same old thing with Adam and Eve. God said, don't eat of the tree or you die. Satan says, he won't die. And Satan did the same thing to Israel. Oh, go ahead. Worship Molech. Have sex in front of it. Do perverted things in front of it. And then burn your children to it. God won't kill you. Instead, you'll be happy. Instead, you'll dance and sing and eat a lot of food and have a good time. It's okay to be like the Moabites. Go ahead and marry the Moabites. Intermarry with them. Make them your neighbors. Make them your friends. Don't have no borders. You don't need an army. Let's all just sit around and play with Moloch's horns. Mm. That was the lie. It started up high on the mountains in the high places. And it trickled down from the mountains to right down in the valley of Hinnom, just south of Jerusalem. You read about it in the book of Jeremiah. He's on the steps preaching, prophesying to Israel that if you don't change your ways, our enemies, the foreign nations who you call friends, they will betray us and they will destroy us. And as he's looking on the steps, he looks towards the south. And you know what he can see rising in the air? Smoke. Smoke from the belly of Moloch. He is trying to preach, obey God, obey his commandments, have nothing to do with these idols, have nothing to do with homosexuality, have nothing to do with pedophilia, have nothing to do with bestiality and transgenderism. Because if you do, this nation will collapse. Your life as you know it will be torched and burned to the ground by your enemies. But they laughed at him. They mocked him. And he had to preach looking at the rising smoke, knowing that innocent children would be raped and then be burnt in the belly of Moloch. It is no wonder that Jeremiah said, I tried to be silent. I tried to quit. I didn't want to go out and preach to these people. But the word of the Lord was like a fire inside of my bones and I couldn't stop it. That is what we need in this time. It is the fire of God to get back into our bones. Not only for the kingdom the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, the kingdom that Jesus brought, but for the United States of America and Canada and all the nations round about. It is to change this culture in saying that nations were created by God, their borders established by God. Our founding principles need to remain. And anybody who wants to come into this nation needs to assimilate and be as we are. It is to speak our language. It is to act as we do. It is to be as we do. Not us as you are. Because Satan wants to erase nations. He wants to create one world. He wants to create one government. That's right, globalism. So have nothing to do with that. Be proud of your country. Be proud of your nation. Live for it. And do everything you can to keep it going. Don't be deceived with climate change. Don't be deceived with perversion. Don't be deceived with abortion and pedophilia. That's what they want to institute as the cultural norm in the land. Several years ago, I was in a church service and some ladies brought a lady up for brought a lady forward for prayer. 
And I lean down and I ask this lady, why are you here? And she said, these women tell me that I need the gift of the Holy Ghost, the sign of speaking in other tongues. And I said, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Do you want it? She said, well, yeah. And I said, are you sure? She said, yeah, but I don't think I can. I've done horrible things. And I looked into her eyes and the gifts of the Spirit moved upon me. And the word of knowledge came upon me. And I knew that this woman had recently aborted a baby. And I did not reveal that to her, but I said, look, Jesus hung on the cross for the sins of the world. He hung on the cross for the sins of the world. Every sin, not just some, but every sin. He paid the price already. You should have been on that cross, but he paid the price for you. And if you will ask for his forgiveness, he will forgive you of the sin that's on your mind right now. And I wish I could tell you that that woman repented right there. I wish I could tell you that that woman asked God for forgiveness. But no, no, I watched her walk, literally walk out of that altar and grab her purse and walk out, weeping tears of bitterness. You see, in all reality, she didn't want to repent. I, I don't know her situation, but she probably just wanted to have sexual relations with men and not marry them and raise children. It was all about pleasuring herself and pleasuring her life and what she wanted, not the life of another. She was unwilling to repent. I'm, one day I'm going to stand before God with that woman right there, and the Lord is going to call to me to be a witness and say to this woman, did this man offer you the gospel? And she's going to have to say yes. And I'm going to say, yes, I did. He's going to say, my spirit moved in that moment. And it was revealed to this preacher what you had done. And it was also revealed to him that you needed to hear about it in a, a very, not a direct manner. But she knew, I think she knew, I knew in the Holy Ghost. I really do. She was convicted. And she's going to have to give an answer to God why she said no. And why she went back to this world. Ugh. I'm telling you, there are people who are listening to this right now. You are being deceived by the left. You are being deceived by the DNC. I'll go ahead and say it. You are being deceived by Biden and Harris. You're being deceived by their principles that we need to adopt these things into this land. And you need to teach your children that it's okay. You need to teach your children that you need to embrace it. Look, I'm for dwelling with everybody peaceably if I can. I am, but you better believe it. There is no way on earth I am ever going to teach that it's just okay for men to dress like women. No, that is not okay. Now, I'm not going to harass a person for doing that. I'm not. Do you see me burning down Planned Parenthood uh, offices? No. I know what's going on in there. I'm not an arsonist. I don't harass. I don't commit violence. But I know my rights, and I know my way and what is true for me. And if I've got to coexist with it, cohabitate with it, so be it. But don't try to cram your teachings down my throat. This is America. We have the right to believe what we want to believe. We have the right to teach our children what we want to teach. And I don't understand why some people are just deceived by this governmental overreach. Don't you realize what it is? It is Satan trying to bring down this nation through the foreign influences of China, the foreign influences of militant Islamic nations 
to destroy America. And they're doing it through illegal immigration. They are doing it through perversion. They are doing it through climate change. And they are doing it through abortion and pedophilia. I'm Justin Gleason, your host. It is the last Thursday of the month, and we try to give a shout out to our loyal audience. Coming in for listenership, number one across the world, I can't believe it, it is the United Arab Emirates. United Kingdom, you have been dethroned in the month of January. Congratulations. The UAE, you're number one across all the nations of the world outside of North America. Thank you so much for your listenership. On up to the beautiful Great White North, coming in at number three, Yukon Territories. Yukon Territories. Number two, British Columbia. And back at number one, the province of Ontario. Thank you, Canada for your listenership. We love you. You guys have phenomenal preachers, phenomenal churches, and it's just great to know that you guys are listening. We love you very much. Down here to my home nation, the United States of America, our top 10, number 10, North Carolina. Can somebody please eat a spicy chicken biscuit from Bojangles for me? Number nine, Georgia. Number eight, Tennessee. Number seven, Oklahoma. Number six, Wisconsin. We are interceding and praying for you all, uh, for your Green Bay Packers. We sure are. Number five, the state of Illinois, just to the right of me. Number four, down south, where everything is bigger, down in Texas. Number three, Michigan. Number two, California. And number one, my home state, Missouri. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for these top 10 states for your listenership. I want to say to the rest of the states, really, these top 10 are not beating you by too much of a margin. We have listenership in all of the states of America every single month. And we love you. We thank you for listening. Uh, Contact me sometime. Let me know what you think about this podcast. Today is a very special day in the life and existence of SSWJG. You know what today is? It is our one-year anniversary of bringing you excellence in Pentecostal podcasting. That's right. A year ago, we published our first episode, and I believe it's still up. It was just a, a trailer, just a trailer to kind of get it going. You know, that's what podcast directories want. So we put out a trailer a year ago, and it's been awesome. I love doing this. I love looking at the Word, looking at what God is doing, what the Bible says, what the church is saying, what uh, social media is saying, what the world is saying, and just uh, love uh, talking about it. So yeah, spirit signal. A spirit signal is a supernatural impulse transmitted by God to convey a message to the listener. And that is what we do around here. You know, this podcast really does have quite a story. 
in how it began. And I've talked about it here and there a little bit. I think I'm going to dedicate one episode to talking about the spirit signal story. I'd, I'd rather just tell you than tell you how, you know, I'd just rather just do it. But I, and I don't like to talk about myself that much and, you know, what God speaks to me personally about what I'm supposed to do, what my agenda is, what my plan is for him. But I think we will do that uh, here in the next several months. I'm developing uh, content about it. But just just a long story short, in, in the year 20, 2018, the Lord started waking me up early in the morning and talking to me about things and ideas that I blown away by. And I knew I would never bring him to the pulpit. And I discovered uh, what the purpose was. It was to bring it to a podcast. And I had a lot of questions about it because I, I just, I thought, you know what, I'm, I, I'm, I'm a husband now, I'm a dad now, you know, I'm on staff at a church, I'm a guest speaker at places, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, do I even have time for this, can I dedicate time for this, do I want to do this? And I just had all these questions and I asked God for a sign and uh, Pastor Chuck Carr, the uh, Missouri District Secretary of the United Pentecostal Church called me and he had a dream of me and he said Justin Gleason I had a dream of you and you were holding a radio a radio and and then by the way this happened this dream occurred in the summer of 2019 he said you I saw you holding a radio and you were able to get a signal from anywhere in the universe you were able to get a spiritual signal from anywhere in this universe you could hear from God on any type of frequency and there was other aspects of the dream that I won't divulge at this time, but I took that as a word from the Lord, from a bishop in my life, that I needed to move forward with this. And I'm so glad that I did because God has blessed me as an individual in doing this podcast and he's blessed my audience, this this great audience that I love so much. And so I, I believe in prophetic word, I believe in dreams. And there was a lot of things going on with that, but that dream from Brother Carr really set in motion the plan to create this podcast that we set out to do in the month of January 2020, and here we are one year later. So uh, congratulations to you, uh, the listeners, and congratulations to me, the host, for one year of regular podcasting. So uh, I leave you with this again. Be an American. Use gasoline. Stop being a perv get married, and have babies.